Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I owe me a pasta pasta. Stop, girl, why do I drink until I get Drink and rave till I'm on in like my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a top stand. You know who this is. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we hope that you're staying well, getting lots of sun, taking care of yourself. Um, and staying generally Rona free. Uh, and for those of you who are taking the vaccine, um, kudos to you. Uh, and so before we get started, uh, we want to say a huge thank you for linking with us on social media, giving us a call, liking our videos, uh, sending us WhatsApp messages, all the ways in which you let us know what you think about the content. Thank you so much for doing that. We really appreciate you spending some of your time with us every two weeks. Uh, and so, thank you. Yes. So for our audio audience, this is Carrie. Sof? I'm here. Char? Hey, everyone. Hey, hey. Mish? Here. Here. Yeah, I need you. Most Jerseyan of all of you. The most Jersey response <laughs> is your. <laughs> so today's topic, um, we're chatting about mentorship today. It's really near and dear to me. As you all um, know, my brother is uh, a large part of my journey. And in his journey, his teenage years was kind of rough. And so my family at that time was really trying to figure out a good way to support him um, becoming a young man, going through the teenage stage and really trying to make sure we give him the right support. And so that was my first um, experience with mentorship uh, in a formal way, but it is something that has grown to be very, um, very near and dear to me. So I'm looking forward to today's chat um, to make sure we're starting from a similar base of understanding we wanted to start with, generally speaking, what we're talking about when we're saying mentorship. And so for this conversation, it's really this concept of having, it's a relationship between two people where one person is more experienced, they have more knowledge, more connections, et cetera, and is able and willing to pass on that, what they know to a more junior person in that same field or in that same space. Uh, and we're also starting from a base of this can be formal or informal. Um, and more often we see mentorship happening in an informal way. So that's where we're starting from. And so I'm going to open up the conversation by just asking the ladies kind of what does mentorship mean to you outside of that more formal definition? I'll just jump right in right now. Um, <laughs> hey. um, I actually only, so the first time I was aware of what mentoring or mentorship is, was formally. I actually didn't think about um, 
being a mentor or being mentored until I had a formal ment mentor. And the first time I did was during my the summer after my junior year at Rutgers, I applied to this program um, called Project Learn. It's a pipeline program that's aimed at helping undergrads, either first-generation um, college graduates or um, underrepresented, underrepresented groups to um, introduce them to research because um, they're promoting or they wanted to promote having people with different perspectives in graduate study and in the field mm. of research to promote kind of what things get researched, how they get looked at, and how applicable things are to a more diverse place because a lot of people who are doing the research don't look like us. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the first time I got a mentor. I had two mentors. I had one that was like a project mentor that helped me with um, a particular project. And I had someone who was kind of a mentor to us all who kind of mm. introduced us the steps to grad school, how to apply and write a good um personal statements and how to, they try to teach us how to network, how to present ourselves. Um, nice. Yeah. So I would say that's, that was my first mentoring um, like experience and it was a formal one. And funny enough, I still, I remember always going back. So her name is Dee Dee Davis. She's the best. She was mm -hmm. at the Institute for Health at Rutgers. Um, she's nice. now retired. Um, and I was supposed to visit her last summer at Corona. Um, but I've stayed in touch with her this entire time. And anytime I want to reach back, she's there. And she's like a mentor extraordinaire. She reaches sure that we reach back. Like I've taught in Project Learn. I've mentored in Project Learn. She um, sends us job postings. She asks us if we have, like I've had Project Learn mentee um, student that I taught. She now works with a colleague of mine it's just a really it's been that's been a very fruitful mm -hmm. um mentoring experience and that was the first one I had so that's kind of how I got introduced to mentoring like as a four nice that sounds like a great experience shout out to Dee 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 how you're doing great she is, yeah she has a whole <laughs> bunch of kids amazing. under her belt <laughs> That's awesome. I think my first introduction to mentoring was informal. Um, when I first came from Jamaica, you know, born and raised in the church. So um, I remember first day at church, uh, myself and my sister. And this lady came over to me and struck a conversation. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a friendly little butterfly. So I, so my strong, thick accent I was, <laughs> was she Jamaican <laughs> she was Jamaican okay yeah. um and that that relationship um blossomed pretty quickly actually and then maybe within a month the pastor came to me and said they usually assigned a mentor to um either newly baptized members or new members to the church and that she was assigned it to me and I was like, mm. oh, was that why she came and talked and spoke to me? And he was like, no, actually, she requested you um, when, when they had the boy meeting. And to this day, she's actually my daughter's godmother. <laughs> she, hey. um, oh, look at that. Yeah, she, yeah. 
she was and is an amazing um, um, person and a mentor. Mm. Um, formerly, my first formal experience with mentoring was when I became a mentor to new teachers. Um, I had to mentor new teachers. Um, and that was a whole different version of mentoring that I was just like, whoa. I thought I could just go to my mentee and pour my heart out and my mom was getting on my nerves and she would tell me what to do and that was it. Now I have this person coming to me for advice and how to teach, how to um, talk to the kids, how to communicate with parents and just every aspect of being a teacher. So I, mm-hmm. you know, as a mentor, it, it's the field that you're, that, you're expert, that you're expert in that you offer um, advice and, and information Four or two, so like right. Char, Char and her um, complicated lifestyle that she does for a living. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like complicated lifestyle. Complicated okay, life. that she does for a living makes oh, it real. Side note, Sharifa, do you know everybody asks me what does Sharifa do for a living? I always say something complicated. I'm like statistics anybody anybody with a PhD I do not know what they do (laughs) if a PhD you have a PhD that's all I can tell you (laughs) to this day day, I'm like something is statistics but it's complicated that's all I know um that's all that's all I can say but yeah you know I must say the whole mentoring thing was it's it's a really it was a really good experience for me having Mm -hmm. a mentor and it has been a blessing for me being a mentor because I've seen both aspects of it and the benefits from it. And I can really say it's really beneficial on both sides. Yeah. That's I, great. I don't think I have not, I don't think I have never had a formal mentor. Um, I've never been a part of a program that requires for me to have a mentor. Um, I've never decided to get a mentor. I think the most distinct mentor that I've had um, is my aunt, who's not really my aunt, but I call her my aunt. Um, And that's because she was, when I moved back to the States, she walked me out to get the job that I'm in right now, literally. And was like, this is the person you need to call. This is how you do it. This is how, this is the resume. This is how you do it. Then she's like, all right, now you got the interview. This is what you wear. Now you got the job. This is how you navigate the legal field. Now you're in this. This is what you do. Literally handholding me through the process. Um, So she is not formally a mentor, but she's been doing it for so long and doing it so long successfully that Mm -hmm. I naturally gravitate to whatever she says. Um, And usually it's not, it's like whatever you want to do because she's not in HR, but it was a natural progression for me and she encouraged it and she will still um, mentor me through that process. But I've never gotten a mentor. I think we talked about this in a past episode, actually the last episode where we, one of the questions was, what do you think you would like to know beforehand? And it would, it would have been that. 
It would have been mm. what I want to do and how do I get there? Yeah. Somebody to pinpoint it. You know, these are your strengths, blah, 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 blah. This is your passion. Here's the middle of the Venn diagram. Here <laughs> is someone who can help you get there. Um, mm. I never had that. I wish I had that. Um, there are lots of people that I see going through that and I want to handhold them through the process. Like you're coming from a foreign country. This is how you navigate America. This is how you navigate corporate America. This is how mm -hmm. you navigate dealing with your boss. I want to handhold people because it, learning that process is that trial and error every time is reinventing the wheel. And that's not fun. I, I didn't find it fun. Um, I wouldn't want anyone to do it. So I wish I had done it differently, but it just is what it is. So I never, I, I don't mentor anyone formally. I was never formally mentored, but I do try to help people through the process as others have helped me through the process. Mm hmm. Hmm. That's really cool. I think um, you all have kind of tapped into kind of the large buckets of mentoring. But when I think about mentoring, I think my experience has more so been 50-50. So formally, I haven't mentored anyone, but I've definitely gone on a mentor search for my brother and found out how difficult it is to find um, a formal mentor for a young black man, um, the numbers are, are sparse, you know, and it's, it's can be a frustrating space. There are great organizations out there where they're right. Phenomenal guys doing great things, but I just don't think there are enough of those types of spaces. Um, my brother is at an age now where I think he could still use a mentor, but he's a, an adult in his twenties. And I am, it's, it takes more persuading right now. Um, but for a number of years, we looked and we tried big brother, big sister, and that was okay for a bit. But I think that type of organization isn't really geared for good formal mentoring for black and brown children. That, that wasn't my experience. I didn't have a great experience with them. Um, I think it's a great organization, but I think it reflects a gap um, for young black boys. And so that was my experience, formal mentoring. Informally, I've definitely um, had the right incredible experiences that some of you have shared where I've met women uh, professionally who have really mentored me and just always been around to, to guide me in the right way. And I think to Misha's point, I've done that with others in my life in an informal way. Um, and so I think that's been kind of my experience with mentorship um, up until this point. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mentoring is is a fuzzy topic. So why why do you all think it's important? I feel like it's like we talk about it, we hear about it. People are like, yeah, we're doing it, but it's informal. But why is it even important? Because I feel like it can be it can sound a little cliche, especially to younger people. It's like, oh, you need a mentor. Like, why? Why is that important? I kind of touched on it with what I just said, um, is that while you're going through the process, you want the process to be yours, but mm. you don't want to reinvent the wheel. You don't mm -hmm. want to start from the ground up and say, I'm going to do this. And then right. somebody already did it a lot better. And you spent years trying to figure out how it works. 
when you could have mm-hmm. just asked, somebody could have just guided you through it and you, you could have spun it however you want to spin it. Take the information mm-hmm. in um, right. and do what you want to do. And that can be, I, it doesn't have to even be career-wise. As a mentor, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be career mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, mentorship in general, if you're going through life, I mean, <laughs> when it comes to like parenting, for example, Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to reinvent any wheels. <laughs> I'm, not try- yeah. I'm not trying to start from scratch. That ain't a thing. Um, yeah. Of course, I want to be my own individual parent. I don't want to regurgitate the information, but I want the information. I want the information and I want to take that and build on it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important for that reason. Mm-hmm. I also think it it is important if we have mentors who are not doing big brother, big sister because it looks good on their resume Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. because they want to fulfill a certain number of hours for whatever reason. It's because they're invested in the development of another human being. They want Mm -hmm. to leave their mark in this world Um, and they want the betterment for someone else. Now, they're not, everybody's not doing it. Just like when we talk about teachers and how, all teachers aren't in the profession for the development of small children or in right. not even small children, just children, people in general, mm-hmm. as teachers, everybody's not there for that reason. So as mentors, it's kind of the same. Um, right. I look at mentorship as being a parent, but on purpose, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, these are your children. You can't get rid of them. However, mm-hmm. as a mentor, you go into it, trying to develop someone, trying to teach them, trying to guide mm-hmm. them. That's what you do as a parent. But this is, you're doing it on purpose. Like you can, you, you can decide this isn't working, move on to someone else who you mesh with or whatever the situation. Right. But this is intentional. Right. So it's beneficial. Just like you, you have parents to guide you, you need mentors to guide you. That's how I feel yeah. about it. That makes the, purpose of, the purpose of mentorship in my mind in my head is just for growth right and 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 this growth can be on many different levels it can be mm-hmm. spiritual yeah. growth it can right. be um physical growth it can be mm-hmm. mental growth it, it's in my mind it's, it's any growth right because mm-hmm. um when you find that you are deficient in a particular area right mm-hmm. you, you, you find ways to, you, you either go read a book or you go study hard or you go ask questions, right? right? So again, I go back to the, when I mentored, when a new teacher came um, to, when a teacher started working, and when I say new, I mean brand new first year teacher. So every first mm-hmm. year teacher must get a mentor. And they're assigned a mentor, not because they're not, knowledgeable in the field that they're teaching mm-hmm. the subject that they're teaching but what you learn in school and what you experience in the classroom Ooh, night, and day. Yeah. night mm-hmm. and day you know so they didn't they don't assign a mentor to the, the new teachers to teach them the subject that they're going to teach it's right. just pretty much to help them navigate dealing with parents how to mm-hmm. answer questions how to communicate effectively with your students. Mm-hmm. In my, 
I may be mentoring member for like five years now. And in my five years of mentoring, I have never mentored my mentee about their subject they're teaching. None of them have ever said to me, I don't know how to teach fraction. Because usually mm-hmm. they, they come with more knowledge than me. These new new teachers coming out of school and technology, I'm like, maybe you right. can teach me a few things. That is also yeah. an important part of it too, though, yeah. is that that um, cross mentorship where mm-hmm. they could teach you something and you yeah. can teach them something. That's exactly. development. Yeah. That's why people need to go into it for different reasons because exactly. people, people get blocked off and they're like, I'm just trying to help you. And they- right. That, anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but you, you, you touch on exactly what I was about to say. Mentor-mentee relationship when you're in it for the right reason, because I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I get paid to mentor, but I have kept in contact with my mentees Even since the first one that I've mentored. Um, she still called me and asked me questions. Um, and the funny thing is, that I think about it, all of my mentees have been they do not look like me. <laughs> None of them have looked at me. So I find that most, and you know, the kids that we teach look like me. Right. Most of my mentoring um, was spent on me teaching them how to communicate with parents. Most of it. Legit. Like, I, I, whenever I call her, she's yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, well, what did you say? Like, it's always like, I don't know what she meant by... Or I don't know how to come. And I'm, it's all, it, to me, I'm like, school is great, but they don't right. teach these things in school. Nope. And this is this is the real world. Like this is reality. When you step into a classroom and you have many different cultures and race and stuff in a room, you don't learn in school how to communicate effectively. So now, another beautiful way where mentoring really does help. You know, um, and as Misha again started by saying. They've helped me as much as I've helped them. Mm-hmm. All these technological things. I don't know what they're talking about. Listen, man, I'm an old-fashioned chick that's trying to make it through life. But I've learned so much from my mentees technologically. Like, they have taught me things that I didn't know we can do on the computer. So right. you find that when you have a really good mentor-mentee relationship, both parties can learn so mm-hmm. much from each other and, it, and it's just even more effective um that yeah. way than when you're forced to help someone that you don't want to help or someone yeah. who don't want your help then that's no right. longer a mentor that's like sentencing yeah in that. <laughs> no that's a great point so that is a great point Char um so it's hard for me to separate mentoring from my job because it's essential to my mm. it's like a part it's definitely a part of what I have to do every day from I was a student till today mm. and it's something I had to rely on as a student and still as a professional I don't so when your doctoral program you have if you're lucky some some programs you come in already with a person identified to be your advisor if you're mm-hmm. lucky you have two years of classwork to really like course or before you do your comps to really scan the lay of the land and make a good choice because mm-hmm. let me just tell you something find a doctoral candidate ask them about their advisor that relationship makes and breaks your experience they mm-hmm. can hold you up in a program 
for years because you can't get to defend. This is not sufficient. This, or they don't have time for you or because they're trying to advance as well. So just what Soph was just talking about where you should mentor if you have a passion for it. And Mish said it too, right? If you have a passion for it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That doesn't end up happening because everyone has to mentor. So you have to find a good mentor because there's some people who don't have one care in the world about it. And then you make the mistake and you pick them and you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Or you'll hear about people's ideas got stolen. You'll hear mm -hmm. people can't get to graduate. There's so wow. many things. There's just, a, there's a, like, it could be a disaster. In fact, mm -hmm. I actually, um, the first advisor I chose um, didn't work out. We didn't work out because he was too busy and he, and he was apologetic about it. But at the same time, I got nothing done for a whole year. You know, mm -hmm. and then it was like, okay, how do I switch without, you know, like, right? So what happened when you have mm -hmm. a mentor? You want to switch off the mentor, right. and you don't want to have any bad blood in the department. So I mean, I would say I was fortunate not. So I found a really good formal mentor, and she and I are still really close today. But I was fortunate by, because I had an informal mentor and I got one because um, there wasn't really anyone that looked like me in mm -hmm. my department. And actually my school, and I must just tell you, in my school, because of that, you walk on the sidewalk and the facilities people, after they see you enough time, you are their girl in the building because <laughs> there's just not enough of us, right? Right. So, all the folks in the facilities department, if I'm on the sidewalk anywhere, it's like, sure, what up, sweetheart? Like, <laughs> when you walk and you see someone that looks like you, you can't avoid the, the affinity or the feeling of what, so um, I was able to gain informal mentorship from faculty because of that, because mm -hmm. they kind of know their own experience. They remember when they were there and they were fishing, you know, like a fish out of water. So they reach back. And so a lot of them, my mentors have been really good at blame me. So I actually had mentors who were mm. like, tell him that I said, you know, like, it's okay. Tell him yeah. I told you to do this. Tell, and I'm like, thank <laughs> goodness. No, because otherwise, like, honestly, ask right. people for it's, it's disastrous and that's because everyone has to mentor and like Sophie's saying mm -hmm. everyone is not passionate about it isn't built for it mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. that's yeah. the thing and I I love to mentor um mm -hmm. I mentor students um I mentor junior faculty or junior junior research staff and I I frankly I enjoy it it's it's a balance because it's a part of your work but then again, you don't get any props for it. I mean, the, the students and the workers appreciate it, but you get right. zero props for it, really. It doesn't, it doesn't add to your, um, like your career growth or anything, but. Chef, as you said that, essential. as you said that, I remember my sister had to change her mentor as well for her doctoral program. And similar similar to what you just said a whole year was wasted but what bothered us most was when her mentor said to her i don't think you were you know 
built to have a doctoral degree. You should just like quit now and just take the whatever the ed or whatever the, the that was mm-hmm. i remember she cried so I, I mean of course the person didn't look like her right um mm-hmm. and they she flat out told her you you weren't you're not built yeah um for a doctoral degree you should just quit at quick quick quit while you have while you're at it and not waste any more money um and only to find out that when she left that person and found another mentor, the, the the second one who actually got her through was so mm-hmm. impressed by her work that he couldn't understand why the first one would have said what they said. And when she when she um when she what do you guys call it when you um defend? defend. Yeah, yeah, when she defended, they were so impressed with her work. The first mentee that she quit were um she was on the committee. Mm-hmm. And they actually not accosted her, but they were like, I'm confused. Like to think or 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 program or dissertation, whatever was so good. You know, she was like, Well, I mean, I don't know what she said to her, but my sister was my sister was like when they came back and told her that, you know. She passed or however, I don't know the verbiage, you know, you doctor, I don't know what they say to you guys, <laughs> but um, <laughs> when they told her that she, she had passed, the, right. the same person apologized to her. Hmm. He actually oh, apologized to okay. her. Okay. Yeah. We, we that's an excellent turnaround because they're disasters, disastrous, yes. like yes. a million mm-hmm. and they never apologize and they have it out for you. And yeah. it's like, they, they take it for their job now to completely, and I'm, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get if it's a threatening feeling or whatever it is, but I've heard so many disasters. We need to do a whole episode on how Mm. to survive getting your PhD, because let me tell you, just tell you, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't in it and I was stressed out. I'm like, it changes you. I feel like I was, I, I, I definitely have trauma. A lot of like internal trauma. Yep. She got people who has trauma. Yep are one year out from getting their PhD and just cannot, cannot finish mm-hmm. it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> that wow. is too much. And so a mentor will, will break you. Break, make you or break you, absolutely. <laughs> yes, that it's, mm. it becomes very important. And I mean, you, you can get around it, but yeah. this is why I'm like, a mentor is like a parent because mm-hmm. you have parents who will break their children and it's yeah. the same situation. If you're guiding someone and you guiding them the whole the wrong way, right? That will set them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just completely unnecessary. But everybody ain't built for it. Everybody not made for it. But some people just are in that position to be able to do it, and right. not. And that should is not. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so now that you ladies are talking about who shouldn't, right? Like what? What makes for a quality mentoring relationship? Like if someone is looking for a mentor, and I know as adults, we are sometimes looking for mentors, whether professionally, as Sof said, spiritually, and in other areas of our life, what makes for a quality mentoring relationship? You, you all have touched on some of these already. I mean, first of all, you have to find someone that truly cares about someone mm-hmm. other than themselves, Great. right? Because mentoring yeah. is, is such a, it takes it takes up not only your time, it, it mm-hmm. takes away from from your 
from you in more than just more than one way. Like you're giving right. off yourself to a person, and it's not just the time that you share with them. You're sharing your knowledge. You're sharing so many aspects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're sharing your your very self with mm-hmm. that person. You know, it's so very it's, altruistic. Yeah, it, it takes mm-hmm. a lot. So you have to find a way to you have to care for others on not just yourself. That, to mm-hmm. me, that's like the first the foundation of, of being a good mentor, you know, mm-hmm. everything else, you know, I feel like, because you can find a person who has nothing else to do with their time. So they have all the time in the world, but they suck at being a mentor. Yep. So they mm-hmm. give you their time. So you can't say they're never available. They're always available, but they suck at being a mentor, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think um, you also have to have you also have to mesh. So mm. I feel like, you I mean, I'm sure people can make it work. For example, mm-hmm. in the doctoral programs, you're not always going to mesh, but y'all going to figure it out. Um, right. But I feel like it's way better. It's, <laughs> it will be a better outcome if you guys mm-hmm. are on the same page. Um, if you guys know what the end goal is and are working to get there. Um, I think that, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about, about what Soph said. Anyway. um, Old age, I can get already. (laughs) Already? Already. First of all, we already know that I've had pregnancy brain for 10 years. No, 11 years because Trey is almost. (laughs) 11 years I've had pregnancy brain, okay? And don't, so if you chat, but so I'm pregnancy brain, so don't get it twisted now. I have pregnancy pregnancy brain. Where that come from? No, ma'am, you birthed your PhD, ma'am. You birthed it. That is where that come from, okay? Do not. I know I have pregnancy brain. Do not discount that. You're right. It's not old age. I am a young. That may be fair. Fair assessment of young. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I still don't know. I still remember what I was going to say. I didn't want to cut so far and I just, it's gone. I've given up on it. Anyway, so, all right, you were going to say something? I was going to talk and say you could cut me off if you needed to. Go ahead. You talk and I will cut you off. Come back to you. That's right. So, the one thing I wanted to say was listening. And And I say listening because Sometimes mm. you're mentoring someone for one reason, but if you can, if, if you're able to really listen to some problems they're having or some issues or what they need to learn, a lot of times the mentoring, like there's a lot of blurred lines. So you might think you're mentoring on one thing and it bleed into like social, your personal lives and stuff mm. because it reflects at work. It reflects at school and so a lot of things that people have difficulty doing when they need mentorship Mm -hmm. in a professional area or like an academic area is an outgrowth from things in their environment or with you know like experiences they've had and sometimes school is stressful if you're like in a family way or if you're not and you need support or if you're you're um, an international student, you know, have the foundation and support around you. Like, uh, there's a lot of like things that are happening. So I think mm-hmm. um, 
a good quality to have as a mentor is a listening ear. I remember what I was going to say. Go ahead, Mish. Yeah, chat to me. Don't care, chat to me. I was going to say that you need someone who has the experience. <laughs> and that may be a given. You think it's a given, but a lot of the issues that I have is a lot of the things mm. that Shar had pointed out, which was important to her in the beginning, was the person kind of, I should look like me or maybe not depending on what your goal is um, mm-hmm. whatever your goal is it it should be that the person has experience in that now right. if i am if i am trying to integrate mm-hmm. into um the culture u.s culture for example i'm mm-hmm. not gonna go to a white man that's been living here forever how that gonna help me i mean right he might be great in HR. He might be great as a parent. He might be great as a, a million other things, but he can't help me with transitioning from a foreign country here and, and transitioning to working here. So mm-hmm. as much as the person could be an awesome person and exp- they could have a PhD in something that you are interested in, if you right. can't get your foot in the door and they can't help you get your foot in the door because they don't know how it is to transition, how are they going to help you? So yeah. I think that it's important that we look beyond just the basic thing. So just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, this person um, got here or maybe even finding multiple mentors. So this mentor- Day, day, I was like, right. this is, yeah. Multiple mentors. So this person to help you with uh, how you um, develop your career, but you need somebody else to help you transition from mm-hmm. what you're doing to getting this career. So mm-hmm. it's like a dual program or whatever, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. It needs to be somebody who's experienced in what you're planning to do or what your goals yeah. are. Not just an awesome human being, because there are a lot of awesome human mm-hmm. beings out here who Poor still can't get you to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Or still, whatever mm-hmm. that is, that career-wise, as you said, spiritually, all these things, it could be an awesome human being and right. they don't know nothing about God, but you're trying to learn about God. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I think that's key, Mish. You can have multiple mentors for different purposes yeah. and different reasons. Right. And at different times, I think we, right, right? I tend to think, most people tend to think things are linear. So it's like, oh my God, I, I don't have, you know, the space for all of that. But it's it's phased, right? So everything doesn't need to happen at once. Right. Um, but Mish, I think you were, I wrote this down because I wanted to remember it, that you do need to be clear about what you need right. from this relationship. Correct. And not that it's a transactional relationship, but to Mish's point, you have to be clear about who is going to help me understand this thing. So if it's a professional goal you're looking you know, towards your career, or as Misha alluded to, this transition in terms of living and environment, et cetera, you just need to be clear about what it is you want. Because you could meet some great people along the way, and then it's like, okay, well, what we doing? We cool in? Okay, we cool in. Um, <laughs> but also be clear about, and this is more so in the informal space as adults, where you aren't in a forced relationship, such as a, a dissertation program or so mentioned with her school, but more so in an informal space where you're looking for someone to mentor you, you have to be clear about what you're bringing to that space. 
Because oftentimes the people you're looking to mentor you, they got a lot going on. That's why you want them to mentor you. Because they're the expert in whatever field they're in. They're out here doing it. So if they're going to take the time to mentor you, you have to know what you're bringing to the table. Right. And I think that gets taken for granted sometimes, especially as adults, because it's like, well, I just want somebody to tell me how to do this. I was like, this person is a professional with time (laughs) is money. That's right. But mentors also don't want people to come to them and say, tell me how to do this. I'm going to write it down. Go do it. (laughs) Well, so that brings us to our next question and our last question, which is, how do you find a great mentor? If someone's listening to this and it's like, you know what? I've been thinking about getting a mentor. The pandemic got us all slowing down and really thinking through what we might need in life. How do you find a great mentor? That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Love my pay grade because <laughs> I still ain't got no mentor. Okay? How did you find a good mentor? How were you able to, to secure the second one that you love to this day right the se- which dd <laughs> so my oh, dd so, was from college so right? actually my my dissertation advisor is still a mentor of mine to this day and i didn't want to mm-hmm. miss out so she she um i so i was attracted to her because she just was really diligent and excellent in her work but mm-hmm. I must say, one of the reasons she was such a great mentor, and that's something you said, Carrie, that I really wanted to make sure I say, say, and you started on that is, listen, find a mentor that is looking at you critically. Don't find a mentor that's going to say, this is the golden road to opportunity. Right. Get good criticism from people. Like, it's always so good to get someone who can, who's not afraid to tell you truth. And criticize right. and be open to hearing that. Mm-hmm. And even if it challenges you to growing from that, because that's another side of mentoring. It seems like mentor mentors are always, you know, like they're going to always say things to, you know, help, help, help. And like, it's going to be mm-hmm. great. Um, but I don't think we're saying that, you know, a bad mentor is, is one that criticizes. They're excellent mentors that right. will, you know, kind of like, I don't. So anyway, so after I said that, how do you find one? You know, um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you happen. I'm, I'm gonna say this while you're thinking. Okay. I, was, I I think the best way, I'm, and I'm talking about again outside of formal programs where they're gonna Sorry. intentionally connect you to who you need because you're in that space. In a general sense, as an adult. If you're looking to find a mentor, I would say get busy doing the work. Right. Start the work because when you're in the work, you're going to meet people doing the work. Right. You're going to meet people at your level. You're going to connect to people who are at a veteran level. You're going to meet people and tell them about your goals and what you want to do. People are going to see your hustle and want to mentor you because they see how hard you're working at something. Or you'll even get the opportunity to ask and say, oh man, I work with this person. They were great. I would love for them to mentor me. So I think if you're busy doing the work, whatever that means for you, if it's professional, I see this a lot in real estate where people pay people to mentor them. 
to understand real estate. When the reality is, if you want to know how to do real estate well, just go out there and start doing something because the people you want to connect with are out there doing things. They're busy. Right. They're busy doing the work. So I think if you're sharing that space, you're going to inevitably meet people who are great mentors and you're going to feel them out. Cause I think Soph said this, you have to understand that person. Is this person going to be a good mentor? Right. You only find that out by being in this, in a shared space with them. Um, and do your research, right? Mm -hmm. Right. While you're doing the work, do your research. Um, as you're connecting to people, understanding what their motivations are and, and really finding out about that person's work, I think is really important. Yep. So I agree. Um, I, as I was thinking about it just now, I was like, the reason I probably don't have a mentor is because I don't have clear defined goals. That sounds terrible, but we talked about that before <laughs> is because I'm not just gonna do things. I have to identify my passion. I really need to find this Venn diagram because I got to show it to y'all seriously <laughs> I really need to find my it's serious I need to find my passion not just find my passion but find the midpoint in this Venn diagram so that I can start walking towards that as Carrie said doing the work the issue is is that a lot of people are scared so if that mm -hmm. sounds scary to you like go and do the work and you're like hold a second kind of yeah. need somebody to guide me through that I feel like the other thing that Carrie said which was um, do your research is way more, even more important. So if you see somebody that's out here doing something that you want to do, you need to stalk them. Okay. This is the 21st century. Go on social media. No, seriously. They have stuff that they're doing. You dive into that. You see, as you said, what motivates them and you pull the information that you need out of that. And then once you have the information, it will be easier to step out on, I don't want to call it faith, but it, it, it will be easier just to do what you need to do to start doing the work. Because the problem is, is that a lot of people are scared of doing it because they are not informed. They don't feel comfortable just stepping out on nothing, reinventing the wheel, starting over from mm -hmm. scratch when you don't know anything. So if you do the research, you study up on it, see who's doing what you want to do, and then try right. to try to build on that. How can I do this better? Now, an example is my child, and I thought about this as a couple, I don't know, three weeks ago, even before we started thinking about the, the podcast, uh, what we were going to talk about. Um, my child is in really set on two goals in life. He wants to be either a football, a soccer player, because people don't know what football is, a soccer player or a garbage man. Okay. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, you could be a garbage man as long as at some point you are owning the company. Right. Um, and you need to figure out how you get there because when you look at X, Y, and Z, you can feed families, you can do X. You don't have to be on the side of a garbage truck forever. Um, so this is what you need to do. My sister came here and you know what she told him? She is a scientist. She, I mean, she is in science, technology. She said to him, and I, of course I'm like, yeah, we gonna do this. She's like, do you know what you need to do? Elon Musk just sent people to the moon. Well, no, to where did he send them? I don't know. Into space. Into space. 
He just sent them in. I don't know where he sent them into space. You need to, went to orbit. I don't know where they went, child. He she she said you need to start thinking about how you can be a garbage man for when this becomes bigger and they're going to need to collect garbage in space. And of course, I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, ma'am. Think she is big. thinking beyond. Big. I'm like, own the little garbage truck. Mind you, I won't even tell you. We just looked up how much the, uh, the garbage company that does like most of Houston. I'll, I'm not going to tell you how much millions of dollars the CEO makes. It's probably close to B, not M. Um, but she, she's a scientist. Her mind thinks it's... I am thinking as an entrepreneur, just like regular, just like you can own, mm-hmm. you can do this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you need to think your mind is scientific. Like you, he is way more into STEM than I am. I, I don't think I'm a STEM person at all, but she is. So she, he is more in line with how she thinks than how I think. And she's like, you need to think in the future. This is what's going to happen. He's going to start sending people to, 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 to um to space and they they're gonna have to deal with garbage this is gonna be a thing you need to start thinking how to be a garbage man in space doesn't that sound cool and he's like yes and i'm like oh lord <laughs> so i am cool don't get this i'm cooler than her but she needs to be his mentor because she probably can set him up with people who are in this space who are he was, she was like, yes, I know a rocket scientist probably could tell you about how the, I'm like, I know no rocket scientist. I barely know the garbage man. But, <laughs> <laughs> but be intentional oh, about what yeah. you want. So be a garbage man and that might seem small, but if that's your goal, set yourself up for people who, set yourself up for it, it, like it, in a space where People are thinking beyond that. People are thinking in line with how you're thinking. Um, and then it, it probably will just develop. Nobody's probably thinking about that, but it's now developed into a thing where we're like, okay, you're going to be a garbage man in space. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. To me that, and I thought about it just as a, as a mentoring thing, like, yes, I have an idea. And yes, he could have probably thought of that himself. And built on it. But why do that when you got somebody saying, you can do this, do this in this way. And I can set you up with somebody else and somebody else gives Mm -hmm. you an idea. Right now it spins into something else. Right. As you said, Carrie, you got to do the work. You can't just say, I want to be a garbage man, but nobody out here trying to help Mm -hmm. me be a garbage man. And oh, well, I wanted to be a garbage man. No, Mm -mm. not a thing. Not a thing. (laughs) Anyway, that was a rant. Not a thing. Shara, did you remember? Thanks for that, Mish. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Shara. So no, can't call me all like what you were going to say. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think we're going to say because no, I don't. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Oh my um, God. How do you find a good mentor? Um, the thing that I wanted to say is I don't know where you find them. But I think you do, you absolutely find them by doing what Carrie says, put yourself to work and put Mm -hmm. yourself in the space. And the the thing I was going to say too is two things. One, 
don't don't be um don't let rejection or people who decline to help or don't have time or space for you mm. don't let that dissuade you from whatever your middle of your venn diagram is your intersection spot right because um there are myriad of reasons why things don't work out the way you want them to initially and so maybe someone you seek out as a mentor or maybe you've been doing the work and you've been just waiting for this opportunity and it didn't work out I would say to not let that dissuade you from your passion right mm -hmm. and then along with that just as Misha was leaning back cool and saying yeah I want to be a garbage man but I don't know the garbage guys to come to me right I also feel like be prepared to do sometimes less than what you aspire to do on your way to what you're aspiring to do. So don't ever feel like this is too little for you to do right. or that is beneath you or mm -hmm. I don't want to start there and I don't want to have to do that because I don't need to do that to do this what I want to do. Try to be as broad thinking as like even Misha's example. Like you just don't know where your passions and where your skills could be applied. So don't just mm -hmm. like knock things out the water because you you haven't quite seen that vision yet. You, know, you have to be open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta mm -hmm. just be open. So um, that's what I would say. I think Carrie's right about where you find mm -hmm. them unless you join a formal program. Um, I would say you find them by doing the work. I, mm -hmm. I support that. I love that point about being open because I think um, I see this a lot, especially with work. People be like, I don't get, you know, I'll be like, I don't get paid to do that or some version of that. I and it's like, let me tell you something. Sometimes the skill you need is in the space where they don't pay you to be. That's correct. That's what you need to be there. That should you be know? a one liner. We're going to write mm -hmm. that down. It's insane but it's true i feel like the most value i've gotten out of a of a job was when i was doing the thing they didn't pay me to do but then when i was in my next level those were the things that i found most helpful to know so it's i love that point Char, because it's like you gotta stay open and trust the person that's mentoring you too if you're in that mentor relationship and they're asking you to do something like i didn't come here for that they right away know that you're not humble, one, and you're not really about the work. So I do love that point. So if, thoughts, how do you find a great mentor? I would, I, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys said. I would just add one thing and it's just observation. You gotta observe people too. Um, a lot of times you may not be lucky enough to be approached or, or the person that you want may not be the right fit for you. Sometimes it takes, you, you know, be in the background, just observing people and to see who would be a better match um, for you. Um, ask some questions about people who may have mentored with a, men a mentee of this person before, you know, you know, finding out about the person, do your research. So it all boils down to yeah. doing your research mm -hmm. as well. Because, yeah. and, and another thing I should point out because one mentor worked for one person, they may not work for you, right. you know? So observation, doing your research and putting in the work. Yep. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's what it really boils down to when you want to find a mentor that will 
provide a successful partnership or relationship for both partners. Yeah. yeah. Very true. So we are wrapping up. This is so good, y'all. I love this episode. <laughs> Um, I feel like I've learned so much about you all. I know that you, right, I, I knew before this that you all were mentoring in different capacities, but I think I've learned um, certainly a lot more about what that work looks like. So thank you all for sharing that. Any final thoughts before we go? Uh, my final thought is, uh, as a, I mean, as a mentee, just remember, as, you know, everyone said, I feel like if this is something that, if you have a goal, Go for it and get somebody to help you um, to achieve it. Because in my world, two heads are better than one. Um, If you are a mentor, which I feel like everybody should be in some capacity, um, find out what you're passionate about. Like these people who are in charge program are stuck doing that, but they may not be passionate about helping somebody in that field, but maybe they mm-hmm. could be passionate about something else that they could mentor someone about. Yeah. So I feel like, and my sister showed me a quote that said, Lord, I'm going to have to paraphrase cause you know, my head don't set up good. Um, it says something like there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. Um, <laughs> but to me if I am gaining all this knowledge and I'm not imparting it on somebody else what is my purpose on earth (laughs) like your legacy what are you leaving yes what am I leaving Mm -hmm. you people have to leave something and not only with your children but with people who look like us with people who come from where we Mm -hmm. come from Mm -hmm. Um, just leave your legacy so find something that you're passionate about and find somebody who will learn from what you are, what you have learned. Um, so that is just my takeaway. That's it. And, yeah. and to add to what you just said, Mish, you know, if you think about making this world just a better place, right? Someone helped you along, uh, pulled you up on that ladder. If everyone keep that mindset, someone helped me, I'm going to help someone and that person helps someone right. and that person helps someone, then you'll find that this world will be a much better place. But what you're seeing now is this doggy dog mentality. As long as I'm above and you're beneath, this right. world is great. But as right. long as we're on the same level or I'm looking up at you, then all hell's going to break loose. Crabbing a barrel. Yeah, that's the mentality that we need to, to just dash right. Just get rid of it. Like it's, it's, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't change the world. It doesn't make us a better place. Your last president tried it. Look what happened. We almost, <laughs> let me not even go there, but. We don't want. Sarah's gonna delete out that little piece right there. <laughs> <laughs> it will be in the YouTube. You'll know where to find the things. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but that crab mentality has to stop, man. It mm-hmm. it needs to stop. Yeah, that's a good point. Shar, final thoughts. I mean, I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. Get a mentor. Be a mentor. Be a mentor. I think the best mm-hmm. thank you you can give to your mentor means say thanks of course but the best thing you can do is to reach back and help someone else and you should always always and this is kind of how I this is how I approach it no matter like my doctoral students or my staff my idea is yeah you're mentoring someone because they kind of are interested in something you're an expert in or something you've been through but I always feel like and this is something 
I know my parents tell me is the idea is not to help you to become like me. Right. I kind right. of want you to become better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it's like you need to be a shoulder for someone to, to stand on, right? You, someone was a shoulder for you, you be a shoulder. Like it makes no sense. We all pulling each other and stand up in a row. <laughs> like we need mm-hmm. to go higher and grow. So like, don't be afraid of letting someone shine. I think, you know, you find yourself a good mentor, but then also be a mentor, right? And then that's mm-hmm. kind of just keep advancing. So I feel like that's the best thank you you can give to any mm-hmm. mentor or anything like that is to be a, you also give back. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I love that idea. I think, Sharta, I thought about this, this idea of, you know, building the next person. And it, it really is about helping that person become the best version of them because right. they're not going to be you. Right. Like you're not going in the mentor space to be the mentor because you can't be the mentor. Exactly. They can give you the recipe, but you can't do it the way they did it because you're not they did it 30 years for the last 30 years. You brand new. You have 30 Different years ahead of you. What you going to do? Exactly. KFC in Jamaica and then you <laughs> But a good mentor is able to give you the guidepost so you can do it the way you only you can. I think that's what's so special about mentorship. Um, I last piece of insight I want to share as a round out to this episode is for folks who are looking for a mentor. um, Before you start searching for a mentor, I think it's helpful to do an inventory of what value you're bringing to that relationship? What skill, what knowledge, what's the value you are bringing? And if you can't, if you don't have an answer to that, then get to work. And then when you can answer that question, go find a mentor. Because again, it's not coming to the space empty, empty. Like, I don't know nothing, pour all that you know into me. Mm. That's not, you got to bring a base knowledge. You got to bring some skills and knowledge to the table and the mentor is going to build from there but don't show up empty like give me give me all of you because that's not what it's about either right Um, so that was my last bit thank you thank you thank you all um this has been great i agree hope that you all found this as helpful as we did i think this was a great um discussion thank you all for sharing and being so open thank you guys Thank you, everyone. Bye. We will see you all in two weeks. Yes. Until the next one. Bye. Bye. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at relationship pasa pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like seriously. We can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>